It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farber. I'm your host. This episode features no voice of reason, but comedian and actor Jen Cobert, my friend and hilarious, hilarious human being. You've seen her on uh, American Horror Story, Curb Your Enthusiasm, all around towns, headlining everywhere. She's awesome. This is a fun episode. We talk about having healthy relationships with exes, among other fun stuff. If you haven't already, hey, subscribe to this thing. It helps a lot. Review us. Share with your friends. A review is so important to me. If you haven't reviewed us, please do. You can say five-star review and then tell me to fuck myself. It doesn't matter. I just need that review and the five stars. And I would love to hear from you too. pfarvar at gmail.com. This one was done via Zoom, but uh, if you're listening to it on you can go Audio, you can go watch it on my YouTube page, which is youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. I'm in Florida this week. At the time of this recording, my show at Zanies in Old Town on Tuesday, November 16th is not sold out. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, please do that uh, at the zanies.com website. Um, hopefully the show is sold out, um, and I hope to see you all there. It's uh, my one big show in Chicago. I'll be doing an hour of new material if you haven't seen me in a while. So come by. Also, excited to announce that I raised $1,000 for the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention in the last two months, selling my shirts, Paul F. Comedy shirts that say Better Call Paul. They're super fun shirts, super soft. I ran out of shirts in Arkansas and in Reno, so they're going pretty fast. You can get them online, but you can get them at the shows. So if you get them at the shows, 50% of the proceeds go to a good cause. And in October and September, that was American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, raised $1,000 for them. How cool is that? I feel really good about it. Um, And also, keeping this podcast free is checking out our sponsors. So please do that as well. Uh, If you see a click for them, check it out. Focus Water, if you uh, say singles only, you get a discounted rate for those caffeinated drinks. Hear more about it right now. Hey, gang. If you know me, you know I'm a caffeine junkie. I have pop, soda, Diet Coke, energy drinks with every meal. Had it since I was a kid. Can't drink plain water. Just not a fan. Um, I'd rather give up a side dish like fries at a meal than give up my pop because I need my energy. I need my caffeine. Focus sparkling water is sparkling water with a spark. Focus is a delicious, health-conscious, thoughtfully caffeinated sparkling water. Yes, caffeinated water. Infused with a boost of natural tea caffeine and the balance of L-theanine, you'll get the clean energy you want without the sugar, calories, or crash. It has 75 milligrams of caffeine, zero calories, zero sugar, zero sweeteners, and it's non-GMO. So, Ditch your sugary sodas or energy drinks that are overloaded with sugar and ingredients that you don't know what they are or how to even pronounce. Focus. Sparkling water. National caffeine derived from tea gives you the same boost as an 8-ounce cup of coffee in a refreshing, thirst-quenching form. Your body needs water. Doesn't mean that it has to be boring. Um, so check it out. They've got a wide range of flavors, including blood orange, mixed berry, cherry cola, crisp apple, root beer, grapefruit, yuzu and lime, cucumber, and my favorite, peach. You can find it online at drinkfocus.com. That's focus with a P-H-O-C-U-S.com. Located in 4,000 grocery stores, including Publix, Kroger's, and Giant 
Martins. Also available at Meyer, and they will soon be in the Marianos in Chicago as soon as January, I believe. So check it out. Drink Focus. You're welcome. I want to tell you about a podcast called Behind the Bits Podcast with Scott Curtis, my friend. I've done the podcast. It's every week. Scott Curtis talks serious with comedians and folks in the comedy business about the craft. You'll learn about why they got on stage for the first time, about their writing process, as well as how to get booked and unique self-promotion tricks that worked and those that didn't. He talks about these subjects and many more every episode. Uh, Behind the Bits won the Discover Pods Award for Best Interview Style Podcast in 2020 and been heard in 28 countries. So check it out. Um, He's talked to legends who paved the way, new sensations, and everyone in between. That everyone in between, that's me. Um, Check it out. Check out my episode, uh, Behind the Bits podcast. Uh, Whether you're a new comedian, working comedian, or a comedian nerd, you'll find something valuable for Behind the Bits. It's all on all the apps, thebtbpc.com as well. Check it out. Scott Curtis, Behind the Bits Podcast. You're welcome. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. We're doing this by Zoom. Our guest today is uh, one of my favorite human beings. Uh, we worked together a long time ago here in Chicago. Hilarious. You've, you've seen her all over the place. Uh, curb your enthusiasm all over uh, all the towns in the world. Hilarious. Jen Kober. Ta-da! Hello. There we go. For those of you that are listening audio, she just popped into the screen. I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna do a video. What's that? I think we should. We're both cute. I know, but I have this face rash. I guess maybe I should do it for a before and after. So I have I know that that face rash seems prevalent to you, but I can't even tell. Yeah, I can't even tell there's anything really wrong with your face. It looks like you're just being a baby. Maybe you just, here, look, let me put on my glasses. Maybe you just cried over something. Maybe like you just had an emotional moment. Maybe you're watching old episodes of West Wing. And oh, yeah. Up I was just watching Impeachment. Have you seen that, the FX show? Oh, real good, real good. I was on American Horror Story this season, and I there was a big gap between what I was filming because Sarah Catherine Paulson was busy filming Impeachment. So we had to wait for her on American Horror Story. Wow. She was fantastic. And yeah, I'm only on the first episode, 30 minutes in, and I'm already hooked. But you should also watch on uh, it's either on Prime or on Netflix. I can't remember. Uh, it's called The Clinton Affair. It is the documentary of of which this series, you know, is predates. It covers over. the whole thing. And you get to hear Monica Lewinsky talking about all the things that you're seeing acted out on impeachment. But it, yeah. it's really cool. Watch them both at the same time. Like literally at the same time? Well, I watched, I would watch like the first episode of Clinton Affair and then I'd go watch an episode. So I went back and forth a lot and it was very, very interesting. I thought you meant like it matches up. Like, you know, if you watch. No, that would be super cool. But (laughs) that's not true. Ah, that's too bad. Well, speaking of affairs, I don't know how that segue works, but (laughs) you're single. I am. Can you believe it? I, I, I thought you were in a relationship <laughs> I talked to you. I was. I've always been in a relationship. I've, I'm a serial monogamist. Okay. That's what I like to say. And uh, 
yeah, I have finally found myself in a, in a nice little single space. And while I never thought of myself as somebody who enjoyed being alone, I really don't mind being alone. I really like, I thought, oh, I've, you know, I'm, I'm really starting to book all these amazing gigs right now. I'm going to great, like next week I'm in Puerto Vallarta, Cancun and Turks and Caicos. Like I have two weeks of just islands doing comedy. That's amazing. And I'm like, this is so great. It would be so awesome to have a partner to go on these amazing trips with. And then I go on the amazing trip by myself. And I'm like, why was I bringing people to this shit? It's so much better to travel by yourself. And I'm not by myself. I'm with the group of people that hired me. But it's it's really nice to not have someone else's needs to meet every day. Preach. I've been saying that for years. Like, People are like, don't you get lonely on the road? I'm like, no, I can wake up. And I, if I want to go somewhere that I want to go to, to have yeah. coffee at two o'clock, I don't have to worry about like looking for, it. I'm like, I know where I want to go. I'm going to go yep. there. Or if you want to go see, when I was in Arkansas, I wanted to go see the, uh, the Clinton uh, library, speaking of which, and I, yeah. I went, I was like, cool, I'm going to go. And then uh, on my way home, I'm like, oh, that place looks like a good rib place. I'm going to go there. You get to do yeah. whatever you want on these amazing trips. And then you go work for, you know, 45 minutes and then and you're rinse done. and repeat. It's the, I know it's the, it's the greatest thing. And to, <clears throat> I, I would wake up, every, I was just in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And doing shows there and just, you know, I'd wake up. And I'd set my little timer. I'd put my music on. I would lay out for 15 minutes on the front, 15 minutes on the back. And then I'd go to breakfast. I would just walk down to breakfast. And, and, you know, it was a a trip. I travel with um, this gay travel group. So it's me and like a thousand gay men. So they're not looking at me. They don't give a shit about me. So I'm I'm just there in my little caftan, my little flip-flops and my my trucker hats and, and bopping on down to the breakfast and, and they're all, they all know me and they all want me to come sit with them. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to sit right here and look over this beautiful Dominican mountain and just enjoy my breakfast. And y'all can all talk about me at your little tables. That's fine. But like, I don't, I enjoy now being by myself. Yeah. So I like how our, the, the trajectory of our two uh, careers is great. You're in Turks and Caicos. I'm in Wichita, Kansas, and Arkansas. <laughs> Listen, like, yeah, it's the something. same thing, Jen. It's, I get it. Something. I, I, I came right. I was in Johnson City, New York. I know. Uh, Saturday you. night. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, you're so lucky to get to do that. It's only, cer- you know, it's only certain times. There's maybe four trips yeah. a year. You know, so it's not it's not like this is my life. But, you know, that's what I say. Sometimes it's Turks and Caicos and sometimes it's the Chuckle Hut in Iowa City. You don't know. And what you have to do is stay present and really enjoy where it is you are. Right. And and to be fair, like I I had a blast in those small cities. I was in Wichita and it was amazing. That's such a cool little town. I made some. That's a great little club, too. Were you what were you at the Looney Bin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great little club, club. great little club. They'll fill that room up and it just rocks in there. It's there hot all the time. uh, Big's there, the big guy. Yeah, great guy, great guy. I had a real good time there. So you say you're a serial monogamous. What's the longest you haven't been single in your adult life? Have you gone a period of time, like over a year? I think the longest I've ever gone was 
probably, I mean, technically, probably a year, just over okay. a little over a year. And that was between <clears throat> the last two. Okay. And that was, uh, I did not enjoy that. Uh, it was, I was just in a, at a time when I just hadn't figured out how to be by myself yet, I guess. I feel like that's what the pandemic taught me is really other people are not as necessary as I once thought they were. Uh, so, so I have been enjoying it now, but, but then when I was single, I was really, really like looking for somebody yeah. and, um, it didn't do me any favors. Were you were you alone during the pandemic, or were you still with your other significant? I was alone. We had broken up right in January of 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. So so and she had gone back to Boston, where she's from, and so we were living apart. Uh, and you know, then the pandemic hit, and I was like, "Ooh, what's she gonna do? How's she gonna pivot?" And she stayed there. And she was posting just the saddest things. It would be like her looking out of a window, like just sad looking. And I was like, God, she's in her, I know she's in her parents' house and, and it, it's, you know, I, I felt like she was gonna, I felt like she was really lonesome. And I have this big old place out here and she could have her own bedroom and bathroom. Like she could just, we could just, Cold. be friends and she yeah. could be here yeah. and, and feel more, you know, herself. And so she's really into yoga and she would go to the ocean every day. And now she's stuck in an apartment in Boston, like with her parents, not yeah. going anywhere because there's a pandemic going on. Right. So I extended the invitation to her in about August. And she, we, so we were apart from January to August, about okay. eight months. And, and she was like, yes, I, yes, I think that's a, yes, we could do that. We could make that work. And so she came back in August and she was here with me and it was, it was rough. We went through, we rehashed all of the things. We really worked it out. We like had every argument and said all the things we always wanted to say. Which is healthy. It was super healthy. How long were you guys together? And, I'm sorry. And now... And we were, she, so she was here from August to March. No, I mean, before that, how long were you guys dating? Oh, we'd been together for three years. Three okay. and a half years. Oh, yeah, that's a long time. Okay. And, um, and she, we just figured it all out. And, you know, the truth is we feel like family to each other. It doesn't feel like my ex, you know what I mean? She still seems like a very present force in my life, but clearly when we are together too much, it's a problem <laughs> and so neither one of us <clears throat> gets gets things done the way that we do apart and so right. you yeah, know I think we both had to just kind of process all of that and 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 get past it and realize that when we're when we see each other we're together we're hey baby this baby love you kissing sleeping in the same bed it's all good but I think we realized that's just going to be for the time that it is. Is there a solution that you guys can be together non-monogamously? But I mean, I guess it's really. No, I mean, maybe I think that's that's probably where it's going to be headed is into some sort yeah. of primary partnership. And then, you know, right. we not worry about 
Um, I'm a big fan of that. I think like you, you said, know, because I travel a lot. She's go ahead. No, I was going to say you travel. Uh, I, I just say like, cause I, it's like a big fan. You have that support, you know, each other, especially in these times, like you need to have that support. It's, I call it the alumni, right? Like, it's like, you can always go back to the university and, and check it out and, and walk out. And yeah. Like, okay. We, you know, no, uh, yeah. If, I mean, as long as you're both in an emotional place where it's like you can be mature about it and, and you know, you should and that's what it is. Travel. It comes down to like what the what we can make the agreement be. If we agree on the parameters and the rules and we stick to that, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not trying to, you know, but I feel like this person will always be in my life. Yeah. As I mean you know, certainly as a friend, but I mean, it's, it's deeper than that. It's right. more than that. So well, you were together for three years and, and that's in your, you know, as adults, that's a long time, you know? Well, and she, and I think that we are, we're very symbiotic in a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways we're different too, but, yeah. I, but there's, there's things that I know I, I can talk to her about and she, and I can say what it is I really think because I know she's not judging me for what that is, right? Even even things I might say on stage, I can say, here's what I think is funny. And right. I can just say it to her in the candor and with all the language and what, however I want to say it. And then I can say, and, and then she can say, tell me what well, you can't say that, or you can say this part, or you can get that same sentiment across by softening it this way. And she knows that my saying it, I'm not trying to be exclusionary. She knows that I'm not trying to be a dick. She knows that I'm not trying to she push knows buttons. I'm trying yeah. to say something I find funny. And because right. she knows me, she can help me with that. And she's not a comedian, I assume, right? She's not, though she is an actress and, and right. a very funny actress. Like she can be oh, nice. very funny. I laugh at her more than I laugh at, at comedians, I assure you. But it's because I know her. And so when she does something silly or out of character, I find it 10 times funnier because I know that's not her go-to. Do you have that relationship that you have with uh, this person with any of your other exes from before? Or do you have a, are they still- I'm not in- I'm not in contact with them. They're, they're the girl who was before her. Um, and I were very close and I, I feel like, you know, we just don't, we, we just don't speak. I mean, it's not, nothing happened there, but um, no, I think what she and I have is very rare, is very special. Right. And I think that's why I haven't, severed that relationship completely because I don't want to I don't this is a perfectly amazing human being who I am very attracted to who we we just can't do the day-to-day -day thing right now it just it we get so wrapped up in each other that we don't get our own stuff done right. and and it it kind of eats itself and it doesn't feel good for either one of us right. but when we're apart, she's living in Santa Fe right now. She moved to Santa Fe in April. And, and now that we're apart, it's fantastic. We're hanging out for Thanksgiving. We're, we're going to see each other at Christmas. Like we see each other like once a month. It's fantastic. And we move on. That's a great relationship, Jen. You have a good situation right now. <laughs> I'm just saying you're present. You guys can be present when you're with each other. 
you're a part, you have your personal yeah. growth, you know, your career is blowing up. I'm sure she's doing well too. Like you say, when you guys are together, you become each other's priority and that's not healthy for, you know, your career growth or personal growth or whatever. So it's like, a, that's, I, that's yeah. why I'm not a serial monogamous. Cause I think that there is that stifling of, of getting shit done when you're with someone all the time. It's hard. And I'm, I'm somebody I'm super romantic and I really want to like pour my energy and pour my time into somebody. Right. I spend so much time alone that when I do get with someone, it can feel very smothering, I think, because I'm so into it, especially in the beginning, because I, it's like, it's like when you, it's, I see Eddie Murphy on you all. It's like Eddie Murphy's cracker bit. When, when you haven't had a cracker, you're like, you know, oh my God, what, what is that? A salty, you know, <laughs> but when you've had crackers, you're like, I'm looking for a Ritz, you know, like when you, so it's, it's, I, I, I get very into it in the beginning and I'm all about elaborate plans and, you know, picnics by the beach and, and trips, unexpected trips to the Cape and like, you know what I mean? Like I, I want to do all of the fun, cutesy things that I see sure. in all of the movies. That's what I want to do. Yeah, and, like and I have, look, I have some downtime. There's, there's some nice lulls in what we do. There's some times when there's just not a lot going on for a month or, you know, oh, it's holiday time. Everybody's gone from Hollywood. Let's, let's take our vacations now while, while everyone's gone. And, and really it takes a special person to date a comedian. Yes, we have problems. We are, we are not uh, normal creatures. We, we have a very bizarre job. Like flirting, I feel like, I, I feel like I flirt with so many people. I wouldn't go home with any of these people. It's just the way you kind of have to be to, to keep up this, this kind of jovial, likable thing so that people want to come hear what you have to say and if you're likable it allows you to say much more cutting things right people like you and so they can hear things that they may not hear otherwise if you can position them the right way right and it's like that in relationships too and i feel like I, i've had it thrown in my face by more than one girl you're acting you're just you you just you know how to con people with your words and you're good at the make-believe and you know and so it comes to bite me in the ass in the end and so it helps to to have someone that knows me so well go you know uh, to know when I'm being genuine I mean I'm not going to say I don't act I certainly I do <laughs> you're a great actor I've seen your work yeah. uh, have have you had situations where flirting whether you know in your career, not just like when you recently broke up, where you that did lead to something where you did hook up after a show. From Almost every girl I've dated came and saw me perform. Yeah, yeah, I'm dinging. People want me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm saying, has it left? Has it left? Have you uh, acted on any like flirting? Oh, at a yeah. Show? Okay. Yes. So yes. these these are people that you've met, and, and so that happens in your career. I know that uh, a lot of uh, female comics do get hit on after shows. Guys, it's a little—it's like a double standard. I don't know how it works in the gay community, though. Are they just women come up to you all the time? Are they aggressive? How does that work? I—I never. If anybody's ever aggressive with me, that is like the biggest turnoff to me altogether. 
all together. I don't mean I, I mean do, like where they they come up to you after the show and they, yes, they, they yes. see what they want. That is that right there will make sure oh, I okay. never touch you. Okay. I will never touch you if you come up to me. Okay. I have enough. to come up to you. But what I do get is the women that come up to me are there with their husband or their boyfriend and they're like, I just told him I I want to fuck you. And I think that and I'm like, okay, stop. Stop. <laughs> This is not happening. This is, ah, you know, well, we have some, or, or they'll start telling me, you know, because I talk about weed and, and right. stuff in my show. And they'll be like, we have some marijuana in the car if you want to come get down with us in the car. You know, make it like we're going to smoke pot with them and we're all going to have sex or to watch me have sex with his it's not that's never half sharing what i'm doing with him so um so it's hard but but yeah i've uh, stayed okay so you were talking about the woman that wanted to, to sleep with you well, it's just always it's always straight women it's always straight women that are there with their boyfriend or husband and they want to come up to me and they think it would be fun. And, oh, you should. And let us do this for you. Come stay at our house. You know, like we have a hot tub. Come on. It's just, and I'm, that's never, it's never going to happen. Never, 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 never. Never done it once even? Never done it once? Never even once. Okay. No, I am not about training men how to please women. That is <laughs> not, you got to figure that out on your own. Um, have you ever dated a man? Have you ever before? I've not, I've not ever really dated boys. I've had sex with boys. It was not. When when you were younger, you mean, or like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was like high school. Okay. College. Just, but it was, ugh. (laughs) I remember, I remember the first time I had sex, the boy was inside of me and I thought to myself, this is it. This is what everyone is so. Oh my, this is not. I, I mean, how old were you? Six, 16, 17. I was yeah. a junior. All right. Even, just not. I was, I, I was so unimpressed. I was so, I couldn't believe, you know, because I went to Catholic school until ninth grade. So there's a lot of don't involved in that and then I had so much going for me in high school I was and everything they showed us was like you're gonna get pregnant the minute you touch a penis and I just didn't I didn't want that to happen so I was very scared of having sex and finally I just was like oh my my hormones were just everywhere and this boy who was mildly attractive uh invited me to his house and we were and I, it just was all and what's so funny is um when my hymen broke it bled on his sheets but I had my clothes were underneath me so it really got blood on my clothes and I was like uh-huh. I cannot wear this blood soaked shirt out of your house Literacy, yeah. he gave me this LSU t-shirt to wear home 
And I mean, I had that LSU t-shirt until it was like, you could see through it. It was paper thin. <laughs> I wore it all the time. And I, it was just because it was a comfortable, soft t-shirt. And, but that's where that t-shirt came from. I, God, I hope no one in my family sees this. They're going to be like, ew, that's your Hyman t-shirt. You know, <laughs> but I was in it all the time. I mean, there must be thousands of pictures sure, of me. Hyman t-shirt. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a it's like a constant memory of why you're gay. Perhaps you're like, well, well, it's it's much like Monica and the dress, right? With the stain on the dress, it all comes back to impeachment. Yes, I I mean, do you, so is three years the longest relationship you've had? No, no, oh, really I was long. I was married to a girl who I was with for eight years. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. And what do you would you ever get married again? I mean, maybe it's not like the right situation presented itself. Look, I don't want to say never. I don't want to say yet. You know, like I want to believe that I am just open hearted and whatever comes to me, I believe everything that is meant for me is going to come to me. And so I'm just going to chill out and be me and see what happens. When you said those words, everything that's meant to be, with those glasses on and I see that keyboard in the back, I just think it's like a Malcolm John song. <laughs> I remember when Rock was young. <laughs> Me and Susie had so much fun. Yeah. Um, what are you, if, if people were to line up all the people, uh, the people you've dated, is there a commonality? Like, what are your, what are your types? Like, what are you, whether it's physical, uh, oh. career? I mean, if it was a physicality, it would be curly hair. I'm very drawn to the curly hair. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, and no, no blondes. Uh, I, the very first one was a blonde, and she's not even a blonde now. Um, but I do know all of them still. Like I still, if you lined them all up, I, I mean, I guess my wife is the one who I haven't talked to in the longest, my ex-wife. But I mean, I, I still see them. I still check in on them. I'm like. Hey, what's up? I mean, my my very first girlfriend lives here in LA and I go over to her and her wife's house all the time for dinner and hang out with her kids and you know, so you have a good relationship with your ex. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't leave anything in a nuclear state. <laughs> what are the things that Yuri said that well let me let me ask you this. Like, have you gone on dates uh in the recent in recent times? A few, a couple. Um, these folks. Oh, I met one girl on the Facebooks. She started commenting on things and we started FaceTime talking. You know, there was a pandemic going on. Right. So it was easy to about communicate it. that way. <laughs> I don't know if that hit where you are. Yeah, no. Uh, no um, a couple, you know, I met a girl on an airplane once. Really? We hung out at the at the airport for a little while. I like delayed a flight to stay there and hang out with her. And oh, that's that was awesome. kind of fun and that's kind of romantic. Whatever, you know, but um I I mean other I, I met a girl at uh uh a party that I went to and she was cool. We went out on a dinner thing. It turned out she was working at a casting agency that I was about to submit to. Oh wow. So um, <laughs> that was was bizarre, but I mean, you know, nothing. I no one hits me. 
you have to, there's a, I'm, I'm not easy. I, you gotta be right. You gotta come correct. I see a lot of red flags right away. What are the red flags that you see when you talk? Well, one, one little girl, well, I mean, the fact that I'm calling her a little girl should say so much. <laughs> she was, she was like 29 years old. And I just, I was like, she would say stuff and I'd be like, oh my God, you just don't know because you're 29. Yeah. I'm sure that makes a lot of sense to you right now, but I promise you in five years, your whole life is going to be different. Um, or I just don't feel that like that spark. Like this is, oh, I, I went out with one girl. I took her on a trip with me. I took her on a little, a gig I did. And um she had a kid and the kid, I adored this kid. I adored this kid. How I was like, he was four. Oh, young. Yeah, that's so funny. And just so much personality. And so he would koala bear hug me and just, he was just, oh, I loved this little boy. And she just wasn't. I don't know. She was a pretty girl, smart, but I don't know what happened. I just wasn't feeling it. And part of me was like, come on, you like this kid so much. Yeah. You want to make it work. <laughs> it's a really cool kid. But, but then I was like, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not at an age where I believe that you can, somebody can grow on you like that. Like it's, it's either there or it's not for me. And it wasn't, and it pained me so badly because that little boy was butter. Do you want kids yourself? I like that idea. Um, if the person I got with wanted to have kids, I certainly would be like, sure, yes, let's, let's follow that and see where it leads. But also when I see my friends that have kids, and I, I have a godchild who's two and a half years old. I was just with her in Orlando. The most gorgeous child. I love this child. And, and even I was like, oh, okay, but can we put her down and go do some adult stuff now? Right. Like it's, it doesn't end. It's 24 hours a day, all day, every day. And so I don't know if I could really handle that. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit selfish. That's what I, and while I would like to believe that if I were put in the situation, if I was with somebody with kids, certainly I would be selfless and what, you know, but I would also be like, I will work extra to pay for a nanny, a babysitter, a something, you know what I mean? I think that time to see what we have away from the children is also important. And so um, I was lucky that the, the women I have gotten with that had children were the children were a little older in the you know that middle schooly range and not not super young so leaving them with a babysitter didn't feel like we were scarring them it felt like we were giving them a reprieve from us right <laughs> you know what I mean like I because I would hire the babysitter and be like here I've bought you guys three passes to Disneyland you guys go play in Disneyland all flipping day and night and come back at 11 p.m right, right. here's here's money here's what go go you guys go enjoy Disneyland. I mean, your mother are going to be at this hotel on Disneyland property, fucking our brains out and waiting for and enjoying time away from you. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that was and 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 when they're that age, who's I don't feel bad about that. Those kids wanted to go to Disneyland with this right. hot punk rock babysitter 
after we got them. They don't care that you're there. Or not. Like they had a good time. Yeah. They no, don't no, it was, I'm sure. And they didn't think we, they, I'm sure they thought, oh, they're just sleeping. They're probably napping. We never let them nap. They'll know. know later. And, They'll find out. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, I like how you started that. Very... I, I like how you started that sentence. You're like, go flip and have fun. And then you're like, and I'm going to fuck her brick. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, and I'm going to now take advantage of your mother. When they call me a motherfucker, they're right. That's goddamn right. That's great. Um, do you, um, yeah, see, like, if you, if they have their own kids, it's pretty good, too. And the good thing about, they talked about the selfish thing. I have, I have uh, nieces and nephews, and I love hanging out with them, but I love that I can just leave. When uh-huh. And hand them back. That's what right. I'm saying. Like, it's better. It's better to be the... I'd rather run the campaign than be the candidate. <laughs> that's a good, you know, that's just, that's just the way it is. It's, it's, it's easier. It's easier. If I fuck up, I can go, oops, sorry. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. My bad. Right? right. If you're a parent, you're like, oh my God, I'm fucking this kid up. I'm, what am I doing? I'm going to pay, be paying for therapy for the rest of my life. You know, it's not your problem anymore. So I, I think that I do, I do have it good in a lot of ways that I have a, plenty of friends with kids. When I want to hang out with kids, there I have many to choose from. Have you uh, have you tried any of the dating apps or anything like that? I despise that entire concept. Why is that? Tell me. I can't get a vibe off of you. My whole thing is about this, right? The, right. the talking. The, if if it was FaceTime videoing that the apps were doing, I could do that. But just looking at that. a picture and swiping is is stupid. It's you can do that. Right I have away. to have, I really, I did have a really great talks with this girl on FaceTime. And then when I got in front of her, it was weird. We didn't have a vibe. So I would rather just cut all that out and not even mess with that and just try to meet people in person. Yeah. I, I feel like I, st- I have the kind of career that l- I meet plenty of people in. If you think you like me, you have plenty of opportunities to come find out in person. You're in a position where you, you know, you're going to meet people in your industry who understand how hard it is to do what we do. And you're not going to meet the downsides. You're not going to meet like a lawyer or an accountant or something like that, but that's not true. There are plenty of lawyers and accountants. Well, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, I live down, I I live in the same apartment complex as a very hot attorney who, uh, you know, I think there's even I think just meeting someone here in California, they they get what you do. Right. Yeah, you're you in know, a position just, where they understand. This industry is so prevalent in so many parts of this that you know. I mean, I get to meet a lot of regular people just by doing what I do. Yeah. You know. That's true. So what do you, what do you, what's the next step here? What are you going to do now? Are you going to start dating again? Are you going to I'm going on a couple of trips with the lesbians. I got hired by the lesbian travel group, Olivia. Okay. To do some shows with them. That's where I'm going to Turks and Caicos for a week. So you never know. Maybe I'll meet a nice lesbian girl. I feel like you're going on a trip. I I mean it almost feels like a a movie from the 80s. Like you guys yes. are all going to just be drinking. And then there, I mean, I, I would feel bad for you if you didn't meet someone on that trip, Jen. Like, I feel- I like- agree. I agree. But I went on the last one and there was nobody. Nobody? Uh, what do you mean by that? You know what it is? It's a lot of couples. A lot of people go on couples. Uh, 
first trip I went on with them, I broke up a marriage. So I don't want to do that again. So then the next wait. trip I went on, I was like, man, let me kind of stick How to you, myself. You got to explain that story before we get up. Well, I, I w- was enjoying a girl who was married. And so she would wait until her wife got drunk and passed out. And then she'd come to my room. <laughs> This is like an episode of the. I know, I know, I know. I'm not a good person all the time. So I, I, I fracture an occasional moral law, and so I, uh, yeah. We, but look, in my defense, we stayed together for a few months after that. Yeah, no. Uh, but then mm, she's very critical. I had to let that one go. But there's, but she's and very. That's when I went on. It, you know. It, <laughs> She's very she what? very uh, judgmental. Oh, crit- I didn't hear the word. That's how you broke up a little. Okay. Oh yeah, she's judgmental, very critical, very. She, I was like a project. She was going to make me better, right? Like I needed to be making more money and doing more of this and doing. More. And I was like, "Bitch, I'm a comedian. Uh, okay, like let me. I I run this bitch, not you. you did know? you send her when you broke uh, up? Did you send her your reel? You're like, by the way, here's all the shit I've done. <laughs> No, that was, I broke up with her. I've never done this before in my life, but I broke up with her by email. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, because I wanted to be able to say things that I knew if I did it over the phone, she would not let me say. So I really was like, I really hate to do this over email, but I feel like I need to say all the things. And then she never responded to the email. She just blocked me on everything. And that was that. It would be funny if she didn't block you, but she never responded. And you're like, did my email go through? <laughs> like forward? <laughs> did you get? Well, we were supposed to. We were supposed to go to England together, like the day after I sent the email. Oh. So, yeah, she was uh, not for me. Not for me. A perfectly nice girl. Not for me. She was. She. You don't like people that try to change you or make you a project. Well, look. I certainly am a project. There are certainly some remodeling that could go on here. This could this could use an upgrade sometimes. I get it. But like also red, red sunglasses, maybe red glasses. At first of all, it's healthy to put all focus on the in this on me and fixing me, right? I'm sure there's something. Are you there? Yeah, you broke oh, up there you are. for a second. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, I was like, oh my God, is Paul having a stroke? Uh, <laughs> awesome. Look, there's certainly there's certainly things about me that could change, that, that could use changing, that could use refurbishing and such. Um, but I don't want to be the focus of the relationship. I don't want the relationship focus to be on let's fix Jen. That's not, yeah, you know what I mean? That's I'm not interested in that i'll fix jen i promise i'm, I'm the one that has to live with jen 24 7 i'm gonna make sure the bitch is good but um you know i want to i i think ultimately i want to be with someone who can can meet me where i am can be at my level you know what i mean or or above so that i have to work to get there you know like i don't i feel like i i I don't, I, that's very rare for me to find somebody who's on my level, who gets me, who um, is emotionally intelligent, 
who is emotionally available, who is, uh, you know, intelligently intelligent and, yeah. <laughs> and can, and can, you know, spar with me, somebody who can give it right back to me. And when you find that you, you, you don't want to let that go. Right. Ah, that sounds very romantic. I know. Can you sing us Candle in the Wind? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Norma Jean. Oh, I never knew it all. You had the grace to hold yourself while those around you grow. Um, we, uh, we're out of time. I took too much of your time, actually. I feel bad. But, uh, Jen. I feel bad. Yeah, where else are you going to do? Where else are you going to do? Exactly. It's raining when you're at. Yeah. It's raining for God's sake. When it rains in, in, in LA, people freak the fuck out. Oh my God, shit shuts down. Like, they're, they're like, don't go on the roads. <laughs> it's, okay. it's wet outside. Um, yeah, I, I think things like, I, I'm curious, we got to get you back on. I want to see what happens with uh, after Thanksgiving. I think that's so good. Yeah. I. I think thanks, before Thanksgiving, though, you better go make some bad decisions in case you. Uh, Go back into monogamy. Get get it out of your system in Turks and Caicos. <laughs> I think it might have to happen. Break up another uh, marriage if you can. <laughs> well, look, I don't want to do these things. I can't. No, I think you should. Them. It's it's for society. Marriage is an institution. <laughs> these things need to happen. People need to know. People You're need to know. so cute. Jen, where can well, thanks people- for having me. This was a good discussion. Uh, yeah, well, we'll try. We're trying. Where can uh, people find out more about you, your upcoming shows, and what else you got coming up so people can know about it? I am on the current season of American Horror Story. I am on the current season of Black Monday on Showtime with Don Cheadle and Regina King. Nice. A really great show if you haven't seen it. Uh, and I have a really fun part in it. And um, I'm touring all over the place. Um, if you want to find out where I'm going to be or when I'm going to be in your town or make a suggestion as to what town I should go to, uh, you can contact me at jencober.com, J-E-N-K-O-B-E-R, like sober, but with a K. Amen. Jen, thank <laughs> you so much for doing the podcast. I'm super happy that you're finally single to do it. And uh, we'll, I want whether you're single or not, we're going to have you back after Thanksgiving and see what's up. I like it. I like it. I like to hear it, man. Okay. Be good. Hey, all you guys know that I used to be a lawyer. Still am, but, you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation, or you're just injured somewhere and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm, so In addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, 
all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially. So don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Call him today. Tell him I sent you. You will not regret it. But I'm still standing.